Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for downloading Sunranto's pre-posterous show. It's our pre- and post-game from yesterday. Uh, you can hear what we thought was going to happen. And you can hear what happened after the game. So um, I just wanted to give you a quick message because this show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. They help pay the bills around here. And you can subscribe, too, um, for early and ad-free access to the audio version of this show. Obviously, we go live and on uh, YouTube and Facebook, on Crawley's Clubhouse and the Sun Ranto page. But if you prefer listening to it in uh, podcast form, well, you can do it early uh, through patreon.com slash sunranto and also ad-free. So you won't have to hear the ads that are embedded within this particular production about, um, you know, Manscaped and betonline.ag. Those are our sponsors for this version of the show but you don't have to hear that you just subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto it's very easy it's a dollar a month uh won't you join us preview cups preview cups preview cups preview from the sunranto show Hey, welcome. Welcome to a new week of Cubs baseball. The final week. The final. Final countdown. Oh, copyright. I could only do six notes. <laughs> and then it's it's over. So, uh, yeah, guys, uh, we are live here. We're, we're waiting for Crawley, our, uh, our fearless uh, stat gatherer. And uh, I don't know what happened to him. So let's hope he's okay. But he did uh, give us a lot of juicy uh, tidbits, it, you know, that I'd like to share with you all. Uh, first, let's talk about last night. Um, oh, do we have to? Yeah, we do. Okay. We do because, you know, there's there's a little bit of fallout, you know, from everybody's talking about the whole Schwarber situation today. And, um, you know, you know, I watched that play again today. I watched it last night before I went to bed. And the camera does cut away from what I could see. Right after the ball bounces over Schwarber's head and he turns around. And apparently that's where the lollygagging began. And wow. um, he didn't get after the ball. He thought that uh, – who was it that hit that? I forget. But it, it, um, the, he has a cool name. Max – no, not Max. Um, doesn't matter. Cave. 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 Nick Jack Cave in the – Big Cave. Nick Cave in the bad seeds. He uh, – you know, he, he he's coming around second, getting a third. I mean – you know, Schwarber thought he was going to stop. There's not a lot of triples hit the left field unless something crazy happens. 
And so I don't know. For for Grandpa Rossi at that point to make an example of Kyle Schwarber, now we are not privy to everything that's been going on, but I found that to be slightly heavy-handed in the moment considering that everybody sucks right now. <laughs> you know, like Chris right. Bryant stinks. Uh, you know, I, I haven't really seen a lack of effort on anybody's part. And for that to be the thing that you're like, all right, that's, you know, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Well, you know, I mean, in the moment, it's different, right? Like, we can go back and we can analyze it, whatever. I mean, David Ross might analyze it and go, yeah, I really didn't need to do that at that moment. But I was pissed off. I'm in the middle of the game. I see this dude, ball bounce over his head, and I'm and, and I just lose it for a minute. You know, I lose it. and I'm like, you know what? Fuck that dude. He's out. He's going to sit. I'm going to put somebody else in there because I don't give a damn anymore. Like he could have just been at his wits end at that moment and later just decided after talking with him, having a conversation, you know, hey, water under the bridge, something like that. But, you know, hey, it happens. You get pissed off. David Ross, David Ross is a fiery guy. Like. We think of him as Grandpa Rossi and stuff, but the you know we've heard lots of stories about how he's no nonsense, no bullshit, and maybe that's where he draws the line, basically with everybody, you know, I mean, like Schwarber working in the field. Schwarber could have mouthed back or something when he was like, "Hey, yeah, nice, nice dogging it," and Kyle might have been like, Pfft. and then in Rossi, yeah. like, all right, all right, that's it. Then you you have a seat, then then son. That's um, true because it may not have been exactly what was on the field, yeah. but something that happened in the dugout could have been. So we don't know. I just I just found like that to be strange, uh, and and it didn't help the game because he didn't score any runs. And Kyle Schwarber ostensibly is a good hitter. <laughs> now we haven't seen that much this year. Well, but, uh, he but he's as was, good as all the other losers. <laughs> he was a good hitter, and he's no nowhere. I mean, he's he's the same as everybody else now. I mean, they're all. Not good. Yeah, and uh, here's a question. Oh, that's not what I was looking for. Uh, from Jeff, where is Crawley? <laughs> it's kind of like that episode of The Simpsons. Where, where's Poochie? <laughs> well, yeah. uh, uh, we don't know. I don't know. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, he he put a bunch of stuff in the brand, and I'll show you something here. Uh, this is last night. So the Cubs were in this game. Twin score one. You Darvish w- wriggles off the hook in the first inning. Base leaves the bases loaded. You feeling good about that? It turned out that was enough to win the game. <laughs> that, yeah, that was it. Yeah. No n- no more needed. Yeah, that was it. The, get, uh, it second inning, the add-on, they get another run. You Darvish without his uh, sh- sharpest start. The big fly came in the uh, seventh inning, which kind of put the game away, which it never should have. The Cubs should have like already – it should have been, like, what, like three to two at this point, you know, or something, because they have to, in a normal Cubs offense. But when you're only getting four hits, you're not scoring any runs. Uh, you know what? Uh, Kepler hits the uh, the huge home run that uh, really puts the game away for the Twins, and then he ripped his pants. So, or he did it with ripped pants. I forget which happened first, whether he ripped <laughs> his pants or he hit the home run. But he did rip his pants during this game, and that was funny. But you Darvish, you know, he wasn't bad. I mean, he had did the six innings, got into the seventh, and then he couldn't really get any outs there. I feel like Grandpa Lossy. Had him out there maybe one inning too long, but he wasn't even at 100 pitches yet, so you figured he could go one more. He couldn't. He does get nine strikeouts. It wasn't the worst, uh, but he's got to pitch so finely. Yeah, you know, he's got to be perfect, and that 
stresses you out. That puts a lot of pressure on your head. Yeah, and that's those. So those are all high pressure uh, situations right now. And um, so I I don't know. Uh, Robert Sanchez writes in. Hmm. Don't know where Crawley is. Pull a Rossi and bench him. Yep. That's yeah. You bench. We, you know, uh, we're gonna keep all that in house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just not going to explain what's going the, on here. The the funny thing is too is about benching. Like he gets benched, he still gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, meanwhile, I I can bench Crawley all I want. Nobody's still getting paid. But uh, let me remind you that we are brought to you by our Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash subrando. Um, so uh, here's some notes on the game last night. You Darvish allowed a season high four runs. He has pitched at least six innings in 10 straight starts, tied with Cleveland's Aaron Civale for the longest active streak in the majors. He has 88 strikeouts and just 13 walks this season. That's awesome. He should yeah, never lose. He should never good. lose a baseball game. Um, Wilson Contreras is batting 333, 21 for 63 with six hit by pitches, six walks and 10 RBIs in 18 games this month. I think we can all agree that Wilson seems to be back, except for the fact that he doesn't know how to run the bases. Um, <laughs> right. But at least but, he's on But them. none of them do, so it, that's not on him. That's on the coaching staff not teaching anybody how to and, run those bases. Hey, you can't screw up running the bases unless you're on the bases. So at least he's on them, unlike some other players on this team. Uh, the Cubs, they finished their home slate with a 19-14 and 14 record, 576. Uh, the Cubs were limited to just two runs in the three-game series. We That was pretty garbagey. Their fewest in a three-game set since September 27th to 29th in 2013 in St. Louis, where they only scored two runs. That was an awful year. The Cubs won, lost uh, 101 games. They were really bad in 2013. Yeah, so, so yeah. That's, yeah. I Cubs, would have guessed it happened last year, though. Yeah, you would, yeah the one-run stuff. Yeah, the yeah. Um, the Cubs were shut out for the third time this season, all coming in the last 10 games. So uh, that's brutal. Uh, Jason Adam has not allowed an, an earned run in his last eight games. He's looked good. I mean, they figured out how to – Lossie did figure out how to use this bullpen, it seems. And then Wick got hurt, so that sucks. And we yeah. saw Andrew Andrew Chafin last night, um, and uh, he was okay. I mean, yeah, I don't think right. we know. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, the and, bullpen wasn't – much of an issue. I mean, they, they've been doing for the last, like, you know, two, three weeks, they've been doing everything that they need to do to for this team to win games. The offense just isn't scoring. Let me give you uh, this number. This is crazy. I kind of came up with this in the middle of uh, doing the rant with Evan Alt- Altman today. <laughs> if you um, just say, like, 54 and don't explain it, I'm going to be amazed. Yeah. Ask that. <laughs> So in 20 road games this season now, remember the Cubs will have more home games than road games this season because of the COVID Cardinals. Now, in 20 road games this season, the Cubs have scored 118 runs, okay? In uh, 33 home games, they've scored four less runs. That's messed up. Yeah. yeah. And, so. they've, and they've won more of those home games. The wait is finally over. Football's back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. 
from game spreads and totals to team and player coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Yeah, because the pitching's well, been better at home. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of true. Uh, I mean, actually, the pers- winning percentage is a little better on the road for the Cubs, I believe. Oh, the per- yeah, the percentage, but the, the total number. I was just looking at total number of games at home. They're like 19 out of their 31 have been at home. But, yeah, but they played the Cardinals away games against uh, Craw- the Cardinals. Crawley home. just texted in. He said he can't make it. Because he's been called up from the South Bend site. He is the team's new lefty. <laughs> that would not surprise me at all. Unf- that could be. Well, and here's why. Because he bats righty. So we need a right-handed bat and a left-handed pitcher. So he can do both. Um, they're going to give him a shot. Because Lord knows uh, Braylon Marquez isn't ready. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way he could make the team. It should be um, interesting, though. Because I don't think Crawley is actually lefty, is he? No, exactly. No, so he, so it, it'll be interesting. I mean, they won't be able to hit him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that slow ball. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it's going to make it to home plate. Right. So uh, here's the standings right now. Uh, the Cardinals are inching through. They've won four straight. They're three and a half back. But, of course, they have way more games to play. And there's a they're going to be missing two games. So it's a, there's an if-necessary Detroit doubleheader possible on the docket if it's needed. So if they're a game out of anything, they'll have to play that with Detroit right, next they're Monday. At, they're at 50 games right now, and the Cubs are at 53. Yeah. Cincinnati's at 54. Yeah. 52 for Milwaukee. Everybody else is playing 60 but the Cardinals because of devil magic. And uh, so the Cubs, uh, they're three and a half ahead of St. Louis, four and a half ahead of Cincinnati, and Milwaukee, who has also now won four straight games. Um, the Pirates, though, uh, who are playing tonight, thankfully, <laughs> are uh, have lost their last four, and they're one and nine in their last ten. So, uh, and here's how the postseason would if the season ended today: Cubs and Phillies playing in Houston. Cubs are the second seed, so and St. Louis would be in, uh, and they'd be playing Atlanta. Yeah, and you were saying the Pirates are one and nine in their last ten. That's because that's what that stat looks like. They're actually one and twelve in their last thirteen. You've yeah, I know. Yeah, further <laughs> to find where they're at. It's yeah. funny when they when a team's lost that many, that one in ten stat just stays there, <laughs> right? Because yeah. even if they win, it's still just one and. Well, because they won right in the middle of it. They beat St. Louis once uh, in the five-game set that they had. They were leading them in many of these games. They just don't have the pitching to, like, lock that down. Uh, Their season is officially over, obviously. They're not going to make up any ground this week against the Cubs. Well, they could. I mean, they make up ground and ruin our season if they want. Cubs are 5-1 and versus them. Um, They uh, – and if – just so you know, uh, they did beat Alec Mills, who's pitching Thursday, six to two. That's their one win. Uh, the Cubs have only scored eight more runs than this crappy team, though, uh, over the, all those games, over those six games. 
Um, so why don't uh, – are you ready for a little rakes, flakes, throws, and blizzos? I can. Let me just bring that document up because I'm – well, stupid and didn't do that beforehand. In the meantime, I'm going to go like this. Today, I'm going to show you how to rake. <laughs> I just love that guy. <laughs> he reminds me of my nice raking grandpa. All right. Well, uh, so you'll remember the last time we saw the Pirates. Uh, Brian Hayes was Maybe. making his debut. I remember this. And now in 17 games, he leads this team in war at one. And a career <laughs> slash line of 310, 385, 603 for a 988 OPS, which also leads the team. Uh, and over the last week, he's found some power as well because he's hit two of his three career dongs this week. You might remember his first ever homer came against the Cubs in that debut. Mm, so I do. He is, uh, he's lighting it up a little bit this week. And uh, has been the best player on this team since he showed up. Um, Jose Ozuna just returned from the alternate site, got called up, and is trying to show that he belongs this week. He's only played three games, but he's done pretty well. So look out for him, too. Nobody Uh, else. (laughs) How how about, yeah, no, they stink. How about your flaker? I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Yeah, so it's the whole rest of the team. Uh, Over the last week, nobody outside of Hayes and Ozuna has cracked the 700 OPS mark. The worst OPS is Frazier at 350, but Moran and Polanco have both struck out in half of their at-bats this week. So, you know, that's uh, that's one-third of that lineup we're going to see tonight that is just sucking. Well, they do just swing a lot. That is a swing in his team. Um, well, they about, got nothing to play for. Yeah, exactly. Might as well, they're just trying to get the season over. You know that they were one of the owners that didn't want to play. Remember yeah. they were like 11 owners that didn't even want to play a season? I guarantee the Pirates were like, yeah, we don't really need to go out there. <laughs> well, because, Right, because the Pirates get, you know, they just take the money from the um, the redistribution of you know, MLB money and the owners just pocket that every year. They don't, they don't put it back into the team at all. Um, th- this just in um, uh, Steve sure says, hate to say it, but kudos to the cards for hanging in and almost catching up in games. Uh, Steve, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to block you. <laughs> on. <laughs> we, we will accept no Cardinal positivity on this, on this program. I'm sorry. This is not a democracy. Um, so, uh, how about, are you ready for throws? Sure. Okay. This is all about the bull piece. Uh, it's making me throw up too, because this pirate's bull penis, terrible. Their bull penis, terrible. The best I could find this week was Nick Turley, uh, Turley has four strikeouts in 2.1 innings, and the only guy that reached base at all was hit by a pitch. Uh, over the last month, Turley has only given up two total runs, and that was on a homer in Cincinnati. So, mm. Isn't only- Turley what Archie Bunker called the toilet? He's like, hey, eat it. i got to go to the Turley. <laughs> yeah, so watch out for Nick Turley. And uh, do, do you have a uh, – I'm sure you have a blow. Of course. You just put your lips together and blow. 
Jeff Hartlieb gets the blows this week. Who? Jeff Hartlieb. Jeff with a G. And, uh, yeah, so St. Louis saw him twice this week. In the first game, he walked two and gave up a hit, but made it through without giving up a run. The next night, he walked two and hit Yadier Molina, and all three scored. Oh, man. So, so this, I know it's, they were winning in so many of those games and I don't even, didn't even look up how they ended up losing all those games, but I'm sure it was people like this, uh, this dude, Jeff Hartlieb. Well, in the worst one, yeah, the worst one was that, uh, Kepler, I think. I don't know. I don't know who Kepler's who, the, who we saw last night. Yeah. That's who we were seeing last night. Uh, no, the guy that, uh, was pitching a no hitter. Oh, yeah, and they the took six, him out. In the sixth inning, only had 84 pitches, and they pulled him out and gave up five runs in the seventh. I know. And, and that was a seven-inning game, right? Is that all they needed? They, uh, was they it? just needed one more inning out of it. No, I, I feel so. like that was a nine-inning game. Was that one of the – I don't know. I could Because they still had a chance to come back, and they just never did. That was that was a nine-inning game because I was uh, I was keeping track of that one on the on the app. Yeah, they got a bunch of no-names in that uh, bullpen right now. So – you know, it's the, and and a lot of the guys that they were using in the bullpen are now starting, and that's who we're going to see uh, this week. So, uh, but let me run through some comparative stats real quick. Uh, the Pirates are dead last in OPS, so their offense totally stinks. It's a six twenty two. But here's the problem: the Cubs have dropped precipitously over the course of the last few weeks, and they now have a seven oh eight OPS which is 22nd in the majors. So they're really in that same league as the Pirates right now. Like, they're in that bottom third of the majors. Uh, the Pirates are last in homers. The Cubs are below average. The Pirates are fifth worst in base in bases taking bases on balls. And the Cubs, they've dropped in there too even. You know, they're not even walking. They're now 10th best, so they're, like, going into average land, which, you know, if you're built to walk, you better be walking. Um, <laughs> the the Cubs are built for walking. There you that's go. That's what they'll do. That's your new song. Because <laughs> one of these days, these Cubs are going to step in lots of poo. Um, the Cubs do strike out more than the Pirates, the third most in the major leagues. Pirates are just average at striking out, even though they swing at everything. Uh, the Pirates don't, even for being a crappy team, they don't even steal bases. Both teams are in the bottom fit five in the league. Um, and the Cubs have only scored 42 more runs than the Pirates. The Cubs have scored the 11th least runs in the major leagues. Yeah. And oh. uh, the Pirates are dead last. Uh, three, uh, Only 3.58 runs per game versus the Cubs 4.37. Yeah. So that's not really getting it done. Um, it really hopefully we isn't. can rack up. Yeah, it's not. Uh, the pitching, uh, the overall ERAs, Cubs are hovering around four. Well, the Pirates are hovering around five <laughs> So runs per game. <laughs> So uh, the starters, uh, the Cubs, they they got a 3.76 ERA versus the Pirates 5.76. There's a big two runs difference, but the relievers are pretty neck and neck. You know, 4.26 to 4.55. A lot of that is the terrible performance of the Cubs at the beginning of the season. The Pirates have given up the sixth most home runs. So look for maybe some of that power to come back. God, it really needs to. Uh, I know the, somebody has to hit something. Yeah, uh, the Cubs are pretty average at giving up the long ball. Uh, the Pirates have the eighth most strikeouts in the major leagues. The Cubs are just average, 
And, but they've also given up the third most walks. So let's do the walk. You can do the walk Homer thing against the Pirates. This so team was it. built. I mean, the Cubs were built to beat the worst team in the league. And that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> the Pirates have the most errors in the major leagues. So let's take advantage of that. The Cubs have the eighth fewest errors, and they have a dur 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 defensive efficiency ratio of seven oh seven versus the Pirates six eighty eight. Seven oh seven is a good number, uh, or in the past it has been a good number. Where does that sit, kind of? In- I'll tell you. It, I'll tell you. It's tied with Baltimore. Okay, uh, it's it's, <laughs> Which, it's that doesn't give you any confidence. It's really. about tenth. It's it is it is tenth in the majors. St. Louis, Dodgers, White Sox. Surprisingly, that might be a lot of Tim Anderson right there. Seattle, who's no good. Texas, who's no good. Cincinnati, who's okay. Then Houston, Baltimore, then Chicago. So that's a little bit of a a surprise. Some of those teams surprise me. They have good defense and I guess terrible hitting and pitching. Yeah, um, they've got the the one thing that really doesn't help them all that much if the other two things aren't doing anything. So uh, tonight, we're going to go with uh, John, Johnny Lesta. Johnny Lesta going out there. Um, Johnny Paycheck going to go cash some ducats down there. Yeah. Uh, he's been good lately. He allowed two runs on four hits and five innings of uh, no decision against Cleveland that the Cubs ended up winning. Uh, the lefty has nine strikeouts and three walks in 11 innings in his past two turns. So I think he probably could go five or six again against this terrible uh, Pirates offense, except for the fact that if they're up there swinging, a lot of times that screws John up. Uh, now, JT Brubaker uh, made the best start of his season as last time out. He held the Reds to one run on five hits over five and a third innings, but he was outdueled by Luis Castillo, so they lost one nothing. <laughs> so he has a 5.58 ERA and seven starts since he joined the rotation. And let's take a look at John Lester's last games. Oh yeah, I mean his last two have been good. The two before that were absolutely terrible. You know, he gave up ten runs in over uh, you know eight point two innings versus Pittsburgh and uh, St. Louis. And so you look at his starts versus Pittsburgh. Well, the Cubs ended up winning this game eight to seven. But he gave up five runs in 5.1 innings, so they actually did hit him okay. And then uh, he did face Pittsburgh earlier, back on August 2nd, gave up one run off four hits, um, and, and that was the, only the second game of the season. And then here's how the Pirates do against Lester. I mean, uh, they've seen him a lot, and so that might have a lot to do with it. Uh, Newman does quite well. He's batting three fifty. He's got a dong. Josh Bell, he's only batting two forty one. But he's got, uh, but he's got a dong and a and a double off of him. Uh, they've seen him quite a bit. Uh, Polanco's no good. Adam Frazier's quite good against him. Uh, Colin Moran uh, is okay. Uh, the but, but let's see who's starting tonight for the Pirates. You got Brian Reynolds leading off, uh, who's who is doing terribly this season. That's now that's a Cubs leadoff hitter right right there, batting one eighty. <laughs> you see, Key Brian Hayes, the rookie phenom, in there with his three home runs. Two of them came this week, with a three ten batting average. Eric Gonzalez, who I've barely heard of, Colin Moran, uh, is playing first tonight uh, normally. So I guess he got moved over there. Josh Bell is DHing. Uh, really, I mean for. 
And he's got seven dogs on the season, so he's not having the great year. I kind of feel like if Josh Bell was on another team, he would thrive. Don't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, ahead. yeah, he he's definitely got power. He hits a lot of balls out. I really – he's the one guy on this team that – Whenever you see him, and maybe it's just because he's beaten the Cubs before, you you just kind of like, ugh. Like, I hate seeing Josh Bell because yeah. he's going to do something good against us. He's a, he's maybe a more... that's just against the Cubs. If you had, if you noticed the uh, stats that you showed against Lester, I mean, that's kind of the stats against the Cubs. The Pirates are way better against the Cubs than they are just in general. As I said, we only scored eight more runs than them in a total of in six games so far. So it's it's not like we're beating the pants off. There's been a lot of close games. So uh, then they got uh, Gregory Polanco, who we're quite familiar with, and there he's quite familiar with us. And even though he's batting 150, he does have six dongs on the season and uh, 19 RBI, which is 14 more than Chris Bryant. Um, <laughs> Jacob Stallings is the catcher. Adam Frazier, and then uh, Jose Ozuna. Osuna out in left field. And uh, so, yeah, they're just, they're just quite familiar with Lester. I mean, you look at the up and down this lineup, Josh Bell's got 34 plate appearances. You know, that's, you know, the top, then you got 24 for Osuna. So they've seen, they've seen him quite a bit, um, which kind of puts a little bit of fear into you. As far as the uh, Brubaker, JT Brubaker, Cubs saw him uh, twice this year, once in relief. And he did well. He only he went three innings pitched, one hit, uh, and uh, the the Cubs won the game four to three. But that's one of those t- uh, tight games on August first. And then um, we saw him when he started a game back on September third, and he went five innings pitched and g- gave up only two runs on seven hits and ended up striking out five. So he's one of their better pitchers. And even though we never really heard of him. Uh, too much, uh, you know, and neither and the Cubs haven't seen him too much, obviously. But look, we don't do much against him. Nobody got a dong in that game in those two games. Uh, you know, uh, Victor Caratini is the only one that really and Kipnis are the only ones that really hit him. Um, yeah, well, and we talked about this uh, small earlier. sample size. Nobody, yeah, had. it's such a small sample size. Hopefully. They've seen him a couple times now, and maybe they'll hit the ball a little bit better against him. But why don't you show us that uh, new-look lineup the Cubs are uh, trotting out there? Yeah, tonight. yeah, this is exciting. Look at this. They, they, David Lossie must be watching the show because we've been calling for this for a while now. Uh, Ian Happs leading off. Then you got Anthony Rizzo. Then you got Wilson Gutierrez. Now, these are th- now even though Ian Happ's been scuffling ever since he started selling pants and hair. Right. He's not currently hitting real well, but you expect him to turn it around any minute now. Yeah. And then you got uh, Wilson Contreras. Uh, so I, I'm just kind of looking for the top three here to do some serious damage. Uh, Wilson Contreras batting third. I like that. He's the only really one hitting right now. Kyle Schwarber. Uh, and that's where you want to put your best hitter, number three. Kyle Schwarber back in there. So whatever he did isn't, I guess, wasn't too bad. And then you got to, and then. Or, or uh, David Ross is just putting him right back in there so that they can, you know, kill this story. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, you got to do that too because everybody's going to sit there and speculate. Then you got Chris Bryant, who's dipped under uh, 200 now, even though he had a couple of hits last night. Uh, he's uh, batting fifth. And that's something we haven't seen for a long time. 
that's yeah. Finally, he's moving down in the order. Should he be a little lower than fifth? Probably, but since he hasn't moved at all up to this point, that's a pretty good drop. Let's see, you know, if he can maybe do something else there. Yeah, and then you go Hayward, which I mean, maybe you just don't want to mess with Hayward too much because you, you know you. Yeah, you might not want to. Yeah. I would have honestly. I mean, try Hayward, flip-flop Hayward and Schwarber if you're worried about your lefty-righty situation. Yeah. You know, and Hayward's been the best hitter. I mean, honestly, as well as Ian Happ was hitting the ball, which was great, Hayward's done it just a little less uh, flashy. Yeah, and and way more consistently. Yeah. You know, over the course of the year. And And then Javi dropping all the way down to seventh. And then Kipnis, and then uh, Victor Caratini, who um, you know they have uh, some uh, you, at least experience. Off, I said you know, hey, Caratini was two for four. Uh, you know, I know that none of these numbers really, uh, you know, are going to enter into it. You know, with such a small sample size, but at least uh, they have seen him. All these guys have seen him. And, uh, you know, hopefully they got a little bit more of a book on him at this point, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that's uh, pretty much all. I mean, the, the only thing I, that I'm worried about overall is you remember uh, another September series. Oh, man, I thought you were going to go Earth, Wind, and Fire, baby. Do you, you remember, remember the 21st? When the Cubs slump in September. <laughs> The season burns to embers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, this is this is the final day of summer today. Yeah, it is. So this is it, guys. Let's, uh, you know, well, this summer's is what, over. We're this into was, fall baseball. This was my point is that, you know, we're getting into the uh, the anniversary of this man. There's no fighting in the bleachers, man. Oh, yeah. Um, and that fight. Now, that was in September, in the last week of the season against the Pittsburgh Pirates after a loss on a Monday night. It, you know, so I'm just – I'm drawing some parallels here. Uh, I will – at the <laughs> at the end, we're going to be back for the post game, And for the post game, I'm going to have a song that maybe uh, most of you guys haven't heard. I did play it out maybe a few times. Uh, no Fighting in the Bleachers. There's a new rock version that I'm going to have for everybody because we, we need to, we need to like spruce this shit up with some like new blood and some new songs and stuff like that. So tune in for our post game. Uh, once again, we are supported uh, by all of our listeners. If you go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, you can see it scrolling down across your screen for a buck a month. You can be a part of it all. And uh, you know, that's all it takes to get us to love you more. Because yeah, we I love, love I love we, we love everyone who pays us yeah. way more than people who don't pay us. Yeah, absolutely. And the last bit of news I want to get uh, give is that a lot of people don't know this, but on the last game, um, home game of the season, uh, there is a uh, annual burning of the ball. Uh, and, yes. And the and last night they did that, and uh, you know our man Ballhawk Dave got it snapped a really nice picture of the ball on fire outside there on Waveland Avenue with a baseball glove right next to it. And uh, it, it apparently this one went way better than last year's burning at the ball, which I was actually in attendance for when some drunk guy came, picked up the burning ball, and threw it into Wrigley Field. Oh, that's 
that's bad news. Yeah, that was not good. Considering there had been a baseball game in there that night, and there were people in there cleaning it up, and somebody could have been hit with a burning baseball. Or it lands in a pile of trash. (laughs) Yeah, and burns down Wrigley. Because Lord knows, uh, I I don't know, has Chicago ever caught fire before? Uh, Only once. Yeah. It was a pretty good one, though. And uh, this is the last bit of news I want to give you. The Cubs do plan to start Jose Quintana tomorrow in Pittsburgh. They've been trying to get him stretched out as much as possible. Ross said this from Tony Andraki over at Marquee. And Jordan Riddle writes, so going on the IL on Wednesday. Got it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's Cub fandom for you. And, uh, you know, just so you know what those uh, matchups look like, and we'll have it all for you tomorrow night. But we got – we got Q now. He's going to be going up against uh, Stephen Brawls, and then in the next game, it's going to be Kyle Hendricks versus Trevor Williams. And in the final game, it's going to be Alec Mills, and he's going up against Chad Cool. So we'll have all those more specific notes on those pitchers and those matchups. Well, right before those games. And uh, I guess uh, we should just call it a day or a, a game, and we'll see you after the game for post game. Hopefully, we get a W because we need them now. You yeah, can't stop in, and hopefully, we're happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We well, yeah, and even if we're sad, we'll all be together. But uh, I tell you, I'm not getting back in that time machine. So we're gonna end up with Cubs time machine and uh, Spagog. Spagog. <laughs> the day that I travel back to 1908 the last year the Cubbies went all the way made a decision that I never want to come back again I'll miss you all but this place is heaven cause here the Cubbies are the champions and I'm not getting back in that Saying goodbye to my old life Staring at a screen Unless the best damn Cubs team I ever seen Can't finally win it all in 2016 And Overall's pitching Damn I had hoped to see Three Finger Brown Knows how to throw and mow the batters down At least I can't afford the tickets now Wow, oh wow And I'm not getting back in that time machine I'll drive a Model T Ford on 10 cent gasoline Unless the best Team I ever seen can finally win it all in 2016. I am not kidding. Don't buy 
looking for me I'm as happy as a Cubs fan could be Watching Chicago win the World Series I'm not getting back in that time machine I'll root for Ed Rubach and Johnny Kling Unless the best damn Cubs team I ever seen Can finally win it all in 2016 And I'm not getting back in that time machine Here they don't call it a drop They call it a latrine Unless the best damn Cubs team I ever seen Gentlemen, when was the last time you shaved your nuts? I mean, come on. Quarantine's been going on. You know, you probably let yourself go a little bit. Possibly your balls are way too furry. Well, I've got the solution for you. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you confidence. And it's going to boost your body image. I can guarantee it. It's got a ceramic blade. Skin-safe technology. It's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. And that is very important because that's a bit of a sensitive area. Now, the Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof. comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or possibly in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. Featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, and this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself, but we will judge you if you have hairy, smelly balls. So go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, did you know that listeners of this show, the Sunranto Show, will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving your front trunk. 
The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Now, we're not at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. Post game. Cubs post game. Cubs post game. Cubs post game. From the Sun Rancho Show. Can we please play the Pirates all the time? Like, you know, maybe that could be next year's schedule's abnormality that we just get to play the Pirates like 60 times. That would be nice. Or how about we play the Pirates right after we play every tough team? (laughs) Yeah. Like whenever there's like a really good team, then we play them. Yeah, just to kind of, uh, you know, reset. You know, it's almost like a palate cleanser. You know, yeah. you're, try- you're pr- trying a bunch of wines, and then you just got to have that little unsalted saltine <laughs> in between, that little water cracker to make sure that you can taste that next Pinot Noir. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun, guys. I mean, it you know, the Cubs weren't really, you know, knocking the damn cover off the ball. You know, they didn't have any home runs or anything. Scored the first run on a bunt. <laughs> so, well. Yeah. A two-out butt, I might add. It's like, oh, God, not this crap again. I know, and I was complaining yesterday about the way that they're running on those bunts, but or just on any of those hits. Any contact. Well, that was a squeeze, you know. Right, that made two sense. Two-out squeeze, yeah. And and honestly, guys, if, if somebody was just, say, tuning into the end of the game or just picking us up now, you would think, oh, what a nice, relaxing game. It wasn't. It was, it was a lot closer than the score indicated until yeah. uh, the, the till the uh, later in the game, the Cubs add some really key insurance runs. Well, until the seventh when Brubaker – uh, you know, finally started kind of giving it up, and they, you know, he was tired from throwing all those strikeouts. A lot of pitches when you're striking that many people out. And, uh, you know, so they had to pull him in the seventh, and the Cubs kind of broke it open there. But it, it got it got nerve-wracking, you know what I mean? You're watching the game, and, and there was definitely some moments. John Lester pitched a great game. Uh you know, you look at what Lester did. I mean, he kind of comes out there and he gives you one of those John Lester starts and perfect ballpark for him to pitch in a little bit deeper. Takes a lot to get out of there. But take a look at this. You just kind of forget about it sometimes. Six innings and one or less earned run. This was on Marquee. Jacob DeGrom, 60. Justin Verlander, 58. John Lester, 55. You know, Since it's 2016. Correct. All right. Cool. And so that, that's just something that kind of, you know, really just kind of shows you that sometimes it's not always pretty how he does it, but he still gets it done. You know? Well, he's, he's had to do it differently recently, and, and that's you get hit one strikeout tonight and one walk. So he's pitching to contact. You know, he's putting it over the plate. He's hoping that he's hitting the corner so that guys can't square it up. He's changing speeds how he can. He's changing up pitches. He's changing locations. So that's how he's doing it. He's not muscling any balls past you anymore. He's not like spin it, whizzing it by your head, you know, and to show you one. He can't do that stuff anymore. You know what and, I mean? 
It's the most fun type of uh, pitching to watch, really. Like, I mean, on the rare days that there are a few of these guys that get a ton of movement and they're just, you know, the ball's dancing all over the place and they're getting strikeouts that way, that is fun too. But normally it's not like that. So I think it's more fun to see them, you know, getting the ball in play, getting some of these quick innings. Things are happening on the field. Like, it's exciting to watch as a fan. Well, you know, we were looking at that very, you know, the first scoring play was was that bunt, and it did make you nervous, you know, where where he gets that bunt to score Kyle Schwarber. But let's talk about Schwarber for a second, because what a, a huge, you know, 24 hours the guy has. He gets pulled yesterday for lack of hustle, misplayed a ball poorly, kind of just lackadaisically went to get it, and uh, the Twins ended up stretching a triple out of it. It was, uh, I think, uh, Nick Cave got that triple on it. And then today, you just saw Schwarber like like a man possessed. And he, here's the thing. There's a lot of criticism, a lot of different ways. I heard people criticizing Schwarber when it happened, then criticizing Rossi that maybe it was an overreaction. That, and, and, and you know what? I, again, maybe I'm going to give uh, David Ross the benefit of the doubt that this is just a move to light a fire under somebody's ass. And he knew he could do it to Schwarber, and, and, and it paid off today. I mean, it, it- – it seemed to have, but, you know, there's probably a lot that we don't know that maybe went into that decision yesterday, you know, that we don't know if it's just so cut and dry that, you know, he misplayed a ball, was a little lazy on it. But, you know, we we don't know if, like, what, did Schwarber say something under his breath to Ross after he criticized him and then he got better? We don't know any of that stuff. They kept all that stuff in-house. And then, yeah, it seemed like he was – I wrote to Michael Bowling on Twitter today about that play that uh, Kyle Schwarber ran like his ass was on fire and second base was a barrel of water. <laughs> you know, like he was heading there, and, and you could tell he was just really muscling it. And, um, you know, just – it's good to see. He had a couple hits tonight. How many hits did he have? Two? He had two doubles. Two doubles tonight. Uh, he knocked into – did strike out once, but he's he's almost at the Mendoza line of 198 after that performance this evening. Speaking and, uh, of uh, below the Mendoza line, this was the other big news of the game, oh, is God. that uh, Chris Bryant. How long is Mr. Glass? Mr. Glass, how long is he out? Probably, I, I'm guessing the season. Well, later on it was reported that it was an oblique injury, so there really is no time to, to, to get back from that. There's just not. I feel like oblique – is just a term, you know. They're like it might be a toe, just a term. Could be as pinky. No, it's your. It's it, well, your every, everybody fucking got an oblique this year, right? Yeah. Like out of nowhere, everybody they they were saying it was the lower back. There, remember when everybody got the lower back virus, and now everybody's got the oblique virus. But I feel like they're not really telling us what's going on. Nick Gentry says think KB might be shut down. I'm I'm saying you don't see him in a Cubs uniform the rest of the year. I, I think it's done. I think he he has been playing hurt. I don't think he's been healthy really much of the season at all, and yeah. it, it turned into a disaster. Well, and this is this finally you can finally just say you know what enough just done. Well, and you know that's and that's the thing is like when you hurt yourself. Like that, when you know, then you make adjustments. She's like, Well, that hurts, so I'm gonna just like move a little of this side. It's like when your knee hurts, and then you like use the other leg too much, then your hip starts to hurt, then your back goes out because the backbone's connected to the leg bone, and the leg bone's connected. You know that song, yeah. I don't Nathan even think Speed, the whole thing, 
Nathan Steed has the right idea. Make baseball players fat again. Yeah. Because they didn't really, they didn't pull muscles when there were no muscles to pull. Yeah, exactly. Remember that? Uh, Rick Sutcliffe <laughs> tells a story about uh, Lee Elia, you know, or maybe it was Jim Fryers or Don Zimmer, one of those guys in the 80s, said to him, he, he like, he's like, if I ever catch you lifting weights, I'll kick your ass. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, he's like, because that was the thought, you know, go out there, be normal, be loose, go have a steak dinner, eat some potatoes, you know, don't eat too many vegetables, they'll like, agree up the blood. Right. That was a famous one. I think who was the one? He was the Yankees. Uh, he pitched a perfect game. Uh, big fat. Wells. David, David Wells, Wells would say you can't pull fat. Some other people said that. You know what I mean? Yep. So who knows what happens? But uh, the Cubs you score on that. Can't, 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 can't. Oh, well, maybe I'm not a remix thing. out of Danny. Yeah. That, maybe, 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 maybe on my uh, OnlyFans uh, page, I'll. Pull my fat. Did I max headroom out for a moment? <laughs> for a moment. But uh, after that, you had Victor Caratini doubled, and it was fun to see Kipnis scampering around to score on that. Yeah, you know, for, for that, first. That's the fun thing about that ballpark and some of the bigger ballparks. Because we've talked about home runs are boring. You know what I mean? You, when you have all that much outfield, you get to see guys running around, moving right, yeah. around. It's more exciting. Yeah, well, how about Billy Hamilton out in center field making those two catches? You know, one he kind of had to back up on and he'd go to his right, and then the other one, or his left, no, his right, and then his left. So, yeah, that that was really cool to see. And, hey, I don't I, I don't think Hap gets to the second ball. Right. No I mean, way. Yeah. I, I, that was cool to see. You know how pissed off Billy Hamilton used to make me when we played him, how he would always get on base, the, start at first, end up at third, and somehow score, catch every damn thing. He used to piss the shit out of me. It's a <laughs> lot more fun having him in center field. And, again, compared to Hap, he's like he's, – he's better than Elmora, clearly. I mean, like just faster and the routes are better. He's way better than Hap in center field. Yeah. It is such a defensive improvement. Hey, listen, I've wanted Billy Hamilton on this team because I think he's a weapon if properly deployed. I've wanted him on this team for years. Well, and they did it right tonight. Seventh inning, Schwarber hits the double, right? And then they put him on second. And uh, uh, was it Hayward? Yeah, he he got hit in. Was it Hayward? I can't remember who it wasn't because Hayward's got no ribby. Oh, it was Bodie. It was actually Bodie. Yeah, Bodie Bodie hit. And. I mean, Hamilton was quick to the plate from second. Like, yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, you talk about losing Chris Bryant. You do, you know, David Bodie is batting just he's batting better than Chris Bryant this year, quite fl- frankly. You know, I mean, it's it's not good. It's just over two hundred. Uh, you know, he's, he's but he's got like six dongs on the year, and he, and he's played see a hundred at bats. I mean, that's as much as most of the guys on the team, you know, it's not yeah. like they're really socking it. And so it's, it's like, I could see a dude like David Bodie who probably should have pinch hit in that bases loaded situation instead of Horner the other night, last night. And, uh, you know, I could see him being the kind of guy that could really in the playoffs, just be Mr. Clutch, just yep. come through. Oh, and he, he comes through all the time. He seems to have ice water in his veins, but yeah, he's, so his average is less than 20 points ahead of Bryant's, but his OPS 20, is almost 200 points above Bryant. Yeah, 737 OPS because of the six dongs and uh, 27 uh, RBI. 
Toss yeah. he wants his 26 RBIs compared to five. 27 after tonight. So, right. uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, exactly. Versus five. Yeah. Versus five. So, uh, and yeah. you know, uh, that's the important thing to remember is that it's not like you're giving up anything. You give so up nothing. When, you know, when, when Schwarber had the big hit of the game, he hit that double and, and then Ross pulled him to get Hamilton in, which again, properly deployed. But I, but I took video of this. I thought this was great right here. This was, after Schwarber got pulled. Take a look at this. Dad! Dad! I did it good! I did it good, Dad! That's sweet. (laughs) You know, but that's really just a cool moment, you know? Would he have hugged him if he had struck out? You know, like, you know, it, you're out of the game. Hamilton's in. You're <laughs> He's like, oh, give me a hug. He's like, Schwarber's there crying. No, it, you know. it really did look like a dad thing, but that was that was cute. I was expecting him to go down and do a dick bump. <laughs> yeah, that would have been old school. I mean, that's that's more of a Hayward thing. I got that on my wall. You can maybe see it in the background. Matt Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. You see the dick bump. It's, it's, it's being black. I got a, some art to hang up. I got no room. I need a, I need more walls. Somebody buy me a wall. <laughs> so, www.patreon.com. So Danny can get another wall. Yeah. We're, we're buying beer tickets and walls. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we give you, you give you money for your fence too, cotton. So oh, tonight, uh, Ian Hap one for five, two strikeouts. Rizzo one for four. Yeah. They still uh, struck out way too much. Schwarber two for four with the two doubles. Uh, Bryant 0 for one pulled. Bodie went one for three with that RBI also uh, in the, was it the seventh? The eighth, I'm sorry, top of the eighth. And then uh, you had Hayward one for three, Baez one for four, uh, and Caratini one for two. Martinez keeps his streak going, his 0 for, what are we at now? 0 for 16 as. But now, like you said, 11. It's it's only going to work up till 22. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, no, because... Cubs fan 1987 has Jose O for the season. Season is. Yeah, but see, as we over the season is. Over the season is. And then uh, John Lester tonight, six innings, four hits, one walk, one strikeout. He had two big double plays in the fourth inning and the sixth inning when the game was much closer. Ryan had the hold. He went an inning, gave up a walk. Uh, Jeffress looked good on his birthday. Happy birthday to Fish Truck. Yeah, hey, Fishy. Hey, how about Dan Winkler striking out the side? Yeah, that was – well, it's good. Somebody's got to step up with Wick out, you know, because he's done for the season. And so, I mean, who's it going to be? It's going to have to be somebody, you know, like Dan Winkler. And, uh, you know yeah. – uh, Kyle hey. Ryan came in. Uh, pretty big spot. Hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah, it's been a up. while. He frustrated me a little bit. He gets two outs on two pitches, and then got uh, cute. He got so cute. A, yeah, then uh, he's just playing around, trying to like be it, nifty or some shit. So yeah, he's throwing the slider to the lefty. I was like, dude, you know, I get that that's your situation, but like, he he was just missing kind of badly. He wasn't fooling anybody anyway. But we hadn't seen. See, that was the last time we saw him. September tenth. That's 11 days since That's we saw. a long time, yeah. Yeah, and it, they've tried out. I mean, maybe, well, maybe they, they were working with him. They went for a stretch there, though, that they just weren't using a lot of bullpen arms, so there was no point in bringing him out. Yeah. So, yeah, we hadn't seen him in a while. Uh, the, the other one that kind of looked lost tonight was uh, Javier Baez, I thought, you know. Just- I thought – 
you know, for all the as bad as Javi has done, and, and I'm going to say Chris Bryant too. They both have played pretty well defensively. Uh, oh my that, God, yeah. You know, and, and Javi again with some good plays, uh, throwing out the lead runner third. I forget what inning that was. The, the, fourth. Yeah, it, and then the also the double plays that he he does like a six three double play that he stepped on the base. Oh no, he does tag the runner. Yep, tag the runner, uh, and then but yep. there were a few double plays tonight. Two big ones, the fourth and yeah. the sixth. And, and that butt was pretty nifty, you know, because he didn't square up early, waited. It was a butt, but, like, well, he, he pushed wasn't it. waiting for it. Like, and he pushed it really nice down that uh, third base line. Well, you got that key Brian Hayes rookie over there at third base, and now you got to do is push it. And he was playing real deep, and, you know, Javi saw that, took advantage, pushed it past the pitcher, so – you know, because Brubank well, is a rookie, a rookie too. You know, so you just right, like, you don't you, expect it. Two if outs. you show Bunt too early on that, he knows. You know, that third baseman knows to move up. Oh yeah. So just how late he waited, and then you know, so it was a bunt, but it was sort of a swinging kind of poke. Yeah. Yeah, and and so speaking of Key Brian, remember Key Brian came up against the Cubs, made his debut. Yeah, future but, Cub killer, maybe already Cub killer. We just don't really know the extent of it yet. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds one for four, Hayes two for four, Gonzalez zero for four, Moron zero for three, uh, Bell zero for three, Polanco zero for one with two walks, Stallings zero for three, Frazier zero for three, and Osuna one for three. Guys, honestly, this is what we talked about the other day. You just got to feast against this team. They're not really good. Yeah. And uh, right. did you see that that guy made his debut to end the game? Did Jared oh, Oliva. Yeah, yeah. So imagine that. Your major league debut. You just get brought out to pitch it and end the, and end the damn thing in a terrible <laughs> season for, for, for loss number 40 uh, or whatever the hell it was. But The, uh, the concerning thing, though, was Brubaker went 6.24 hits, yeah, two runs, good. two earned runs, one walk, nine strikeouts. Nine, Nine strikeouts. Yeah, Cub struck out eleven times, and you know, uh, yeah. I mean, they, and they have they have some decent arms because you know, this is what happens. They trade away. They've sucked for a few years. They traded away anybody they once had, and these prospects are going to start coming up, and some of them are going to hit, you know, and some, you know, and they're, they're going to work it out. They'll, they'll they're getting back to competitive. I don't know when you'll see a spark from this team. It certainly won't be this year, but you know, you start to see these dudes. I don't know who they have in their future, but, you know, it's Brubaker, Cat. Yeah, he might be all right. You know, he's done well against us now three times. Yeah. yeah. So, and we're in first place. <laughs> well, just nice so you out. know, there were some other games of note today. The Reds beat the Brewers, so the Reds continue dominating. Yeah. Six to three. And then I heard that the Cardinals score shifted. It's now three to one Royals. Going yeah. into the top of the eighth. Yeah. So the Cubs magic number right now is at, what do we say, five. And so if – Four tonight. Could be four if the Cardinals lose. And this is what we were talking about is you got four games against Pittsburgh. Hypothetically, if all of a sudden uh, – if the Royals can hold on here, you could be have your magic number down to one going into the weekend. Yeah. Well, and that's – I'd like to – I mean, couldn't you have it down to zero? You could, yeah, but that if the require... Cardinals continue to lose, right. yeah, they just have to beat the Royals. Have to continue to beat them, and uh, you know, and the Reds. I don't know. What, could the Reds still take the division? 
Uh, I think they could, technically. I guess, yeah, I guess technically yeah, they, they could. could yeah. yeah, it always gets really confusing at this time of year because the Cardinals are in second, and so we're looking at them being the ones that we need to lose. And then if the Reds jump over them, then we have to worry about the Reds winning, losing type of a thing. And if the Cardinals manage to keep winning, then they'll probably end up having to play those tiebreaker games to see just for seeding. I guess because they would play those for seeding. Almost everything else. I don't think they're no. I don't think they're playing tiebreaker. I think they're looking at divisional record. Yeah, but that's just it. If you wouldn't know the division, it's not. You yeah. would. I, I, I think that if it happened to, I, this is what Len said tonight. I think that for seeding purposes, they would play it if uh, there was no other tiebreaker thing that took place. Because you got divisional as a t- as a tiebreaker, and then what inner team? Yeah, interleague. Yeah, you, yeah, well, inner inner team like uh, right. like your team versus their team, like if you tie oh, yeah. with somebody, you know, yeah. uh, you know, just head to head. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I would hope I hope the Cardinals do have to play it. So does Tonski eighty one. The Cardinals are probably going to have to play the double. I mean, that would be great because then it makes their season harder. But hey, they seem to have thrived on that. Like their whole team got decimated with COVID. They play seven inning double headers just about every day, and they still managed to be right there. And they're, I, I think they're already in. I think they are going to be in the playoffs, no doubt. It, it would take a catastrophe for them to not be in the playoffs. Yeah, that's, so that's that, that scares the crap out of me. Well, you could take a five-game sweep by the Brewers. That's what it would take, probably. That's and that just, would be amazing, actually. <laughs> right, that would that would be really really tough to pull off. I I don't know. I, and and we'll see what happens with the Brewers. They you know they dropped a tough one tonight against the, you know it's funny. And, and we, when when Wheelo was here, we were talking so much shit after you know we the, you know the Cubs had the uh, Hayward walk off, and then they had the Alec Mills, and we were kind of giving them a little shit. Season's over, ha ha. These Brewers don't go away. They're they're pesky as shit. And even without all the pitching moves, Council still has them in there. You know what I mean? They don't look like that great of a team, yet somehow they are still – they're not that far behind everybody else. Yeah. You you know, they're there – after today, they dropped the game today. Now they're a game behind Cincinnati. You know, so – But only one. Right. And they have those five – they still have games against Cincinnati, and they have games against the Cardinals. Like, if they can go on a run here, they could – leapfrog both of these teams in the next, you right. know, in the next, I guess, not in the next week, by the end of the season. Like, I keep thinking in the well, next few days, but, yeah, end of the season. It's, you know, St. Louis has lost three fewer games than Cincinnati right, right now. So, because they've played fewer games. So, if, yeah, they'd have to go on a run. I mean, and that's the truth of any of these teams. I mean, I think the Cubs just have to beat up Pittsburgh. And if they do win all four of these games – then uh, all it takes is just like one or two losses from each of these other clowns, one that, well, of which might come tonight, and then we don't really have to worry about the White Sox so much. All right. You know, um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I love it, man. Uh, it, it looks like right now it, we would, uh, if the season ended tonight, we would play Cincinnati too, and that is, scares the kind of crap <laughs> out of me. It was the Phillies, short, short three-game situation. Oh, yeah, Wyatt brings it up too. Um yeah, it's you got to look at their top three dudes, and they've you know a couple times they've carved this up this year, and uh, you don't want to see it. Yeah, so, Tonski eighty one says I'm scared of every team with our feast yeah. or famine approach, and I am too. Like, there's no team out there that the Cubs can't beat two out of three games. But tonight was a tight game until there's the nobody end. out there that they're gonna that they're definitely taking that two out of three no matter what. 
Yeah, t- tonight was a tight game till the end until dude started turning around that hot fastball coming in by that that rook. What was that dude's name? I'd never heard of him before. The Pirates uh, dude throwing ninety eight. That was let's kind of get the box C- up. Cedarland. So you had Brew Baker against Cedarland. Yeah, he was the one that was throwing the heat, but he gave up three hits. Yeah, yeah, three hits, a walk. Both runs yeah, he, were earned. He was kind of all over the place. Yeah, right. but he threw hard, you know. But the, the Cubs can turn around that fastball. You know what yeah. I mean? As long as it's going hard and straight and they guess at it. And then, uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, he's, he stunk. But uh, Or was it Tropeano that had the, the big hard fastball? No. I'm just looking right now. Nah, it was Cedarland. Is that it is so bunched at the bottom between five through eight. We're going to be watching these, how these standings kind of shift here because nobody's going to, I mean, no, I don't, the, you know, no one's catching the Padres. And so unless they really kind of go in the tank, but uh, you know, Miami, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Philly, you know, it's, it's going to be really close till the end. And the fact that the Cardinals still have those games, it's going to, it's going to complicate things. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, you, let's root for chaos, I guess. Yeah, it, David cons, uh, confirms it was Cedarland. Yeah, I never heard of the guy. Now, now I've heard of him. Now I've talked to him about him way too much. He's, only, never, he's only pitched in three games. Yeah, so, and, yeah, I probably will forget him. Looking right here, I believe the AL starts first, the 29th, and the uh, the NL starts on the 30th when you look at the series. So the question is, is, you know, who would the Cardinals have to play if they had to make up those games? I don't exactly remember. I don't know if you guys know. Tigers. They'd yeah, have to play. a doubleheader against the Tigers. The Tigers is what so it would be. I wonder, and then I got to, you know, taking a look at the schedule, when the last day of the season is, I think the 28th is an off day. So they would have to play the 28th, a doubleheader, 29th AL, and then. And they'd still have a little bit of time to reset, depending on how. They would, and it would just be for seeding anyway. So it would, it just maybe would be like, and we might not need it. You know, it, it would just be about like who's going to get seeded where. And really, you know, as I said, we'd play Cincinnati right now. We could end up playing St. Louis in that first series. And it's what I kind of want. I really, I really would rather play St. Louis, just get, take care of our own business. Don't let other people do our dirty work. If we want St. Louis out, let's sweet, let's get them out and let's do it ourselves because Cincinnati has a good chance of beating us and a better chance than St. Louis, I think. I, I, I think yeah. that. It'll be interesting to see what happens, and I would much rather face St. Louis than Cincinnati at this point. Yeah, I mean, and the, tonight it would be Cincinnati. I mean, Philadelphia I'd face, but they got some tough guys. But they're kind of in our situation. We'd see Jake Arrieta again, maybe. No, to tell you the truth, I'd rather no, see he's... anybody except for Cincinnati and St. Louis because I just want to see the Cubs play a different fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, oh, I've seen the Cardinals so many times and the fucking Reds so many times. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, it's just a, it's it's a matter of I, I feel that even with the good pitching that St. Louis has, I feel that the Cubs, you know, they they've played each other enough that easily you could go either way with that. So I'm not I'm not that worried. I guess I'm I'm not worried. I'm more worried about the teams I don't know as much about. Obviously, I don't want to be in that Los Angeles Dodgers bra- half of the bracket. To me, that seems the hardest road to go through if you had to play either of those two teams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to get the you have to get the number two seed. That's 
the, that's the main thing, getting that number two seed so that you stay on the proper side of the bracket, well, away they, from the Dodgers. Cubs have played one more game than Atlanta, unless Atlanta's playing now. Take the are, they, are they still playing? Um, yeah, and Five so, to four, they're up to the top of the ninth. Yeah, Miami. so we're going to be a straight heat. But right now our division record's better, so that makes us in. We won't have to play some stupid tiebreaker with them to, for seeding. But if if you had to – I heard that they would make St. Louis play if it was just like, you know, what, what, let's say right now, let's see, Miami's 28 and 25. St. Louis, they had a bunch of games canceled too, by the way, thanks to St. Louis. And had to make them up with double headers. Uh, St. Louis is twenty six and twenty four, you know. So let's say they end up in this with the same in the loss column, and St. Louis would need to, you know, play those two games just to figure out if they'd be seventh or eighth seed. Like they would definitely figure that out, right? And if and if you're if you're somebody that it, it can make a huge difference. So you would if you're a team that's fighting with St. Louis for a playoff spot or seeding, you would say F it and have them go play the doubleheader. Yeah. You know or, I mean? I mean, right now you got San Francisco and Milwaukee are the nine and 10 teams. And they're you right know, there maybe, too. maybe one of those teams gets in if St. Louis loses in that, in, you know, if there's, if St. Louis has a chance to lose two games on that last day, they can those get- two losses could jump, like a San Francisco in or something like that. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, because they're all so bunched up. David Elliott says the Cubs are three and one in nine inning games against St. Louis. Uh, Tunsky 81 says, careful what you wish I for. I agree. It's all very scary. Uh, and look, but- honestly, guys, there's not going to be that many bad teams in the playoffs. I mean, whoever you wish for. Well, I mean, actually, there's going to be. Uh, oh, yeah. About three at, or four of them. At least yeah. half of the teams are going to be bad. That's wait, the way you- it is. This year. When you know, well, I don't think half the teams are going to be bad out of eight. So out of eight teams. Well, uh, all right, check this out. In the NL, you have uh, in the sixth, seventh, and eighth, well, even you can count Miami in the fifth spot, you don't really have any teams more than three over 500. And that is not a playoff team in most years for no. any division. So right. you've got Miami at 28 and 25 as the fifth seed right now. They wouldn't even be in. Uh, you know, but you could, but, but what or they looking, would be as a wild card team right what now. What we're looking at, though, normal is year. a normal. This wasn't a normal year, and that's the point: is that all the weird shit. St. Louis had to play COVID ball. You had uh, Milwaukee had to make up a lot of those uh, double headers with St. Louis. Miami that was a disaster. Uh, a bunch I of teams. My, I think Philly my, had an issue with the Yankees. It was messed up. What I'm yep. saying is, is all these teams have been beating the shit out of each other, running weird-ass schedules, had to do a start and stop. This isn't a normal season. What I'm telling you, though, is if right. you line up any of these pitchers, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Like, Crawley, I'm gonna, I, I will give you that maybe some of these aren't bad teams, but saying they're good teams is not the case. Yeah, like a even- 500 team is not a good team. The, the teams at the top, you know, the – you know, Dodgers at seven oh four, San Diego six thirty, Cubs at five ninety three, Atlanta at five eighty five, and then you've got a sixty point drop to the next team, and they haven't even played uh, enough games yet, really, to see where they're coming. Like and, and those are five hundred teams, and they really shouldn't even be in the playoffs, or really? they should be right. wild card teams at five twenty eight, five twenty, not these. Philadelphia at 500, Cincinnati at 509. Those are maybe not bad teams. I'm just saying they're not 
good teams. And what and I'm saying, what I'm, and we've talked garbage about that they're going to get an opportunity. Right. We talked about that. This is this is bullshit playoffs. It makes regular season worthless, which they're going to do next year. But the the point of it is is that when you sit here, and what makes a good team versus a bad team really is you go as far as you're starting pitching. Okay. And so if you have three good starters, yeah, that's where all of a sudden the risk comes in. Maybe maybe they're it looks a lot different when you don't have to throw a shitty fourth and fifth well, starter out. Shit. Wait, you don't all you need in a three game series is two. Right. You know that's what I mean? Right. So I mean we're talking we've gone from a five game down to three game, and the implications of that means you don't see a guy twice. You can't catch up to one of and just like, you know, pull out a game just so you can bring it back to your home ballpark or how the normally postseason works. A a three game series that could go to anybody, you know. You got you got a one two punch, they can they can knock you out one two game. I think that's what I'm scared of the Reds about. Like they're gonna just come in, Cubs will look you know, like they they have the last this last week and not score any runs, and you know everybody's got to be perfect. Although we'll get a nine innings of zero to zero baseball, and whoever manages to scratch one out is the winner. You know, right. and you take a look at the top three pitchers for each of the teams in the playoff, then it looks a lot different. And and we again, we don't. I don't think you can tell who's a good or a bad team in 60 games. That's the thing I'm saying is that I don't know what Cincinnati would have done in a 162 game season. Yeah. I I, I would agree with that. Right. So it's, it's uh you know, Milwaukee has always pulled out these miracles at the end. Maybe they do it again. Maybe if St. Louis doesn't get COVID, you're looking at a totally different record for that team. I think it's just too hard to figure out. Clown ball, clown ball season. Right. Well, we got, we'll see a little more uh, clown ball tomorrow with uh, Q on the mound. He's back and let's see, this is what he's done this year. Pitched six innings of relief so far and he gave up four runs. So it wasn't good. And um, so hopefully, but he did strike out nine. If you remember, if you remember, though, they, there was a game where we were pissed off. When we aren't, when aren't we pissed off? There was yeah, a game exactly. we were pissed off where uh, they left him in too long. Like he he ran out of gas. I think it was his fourth inning of work. Yeah. So he pitched three really good innings. That and was the a, fourth inning, he was out of gas. And I believe some that, of those runs. That were, was his first game back. Right. Yeah. That was a Grandpa Lossy. Yep. And uh, and then we got Stephen Brault going out there too, and uh, he was really good last time he went out against St. Louis. They actually played a nine inning game against them, which is rare, and it was a two hitter, one run, eight strikeouts. So yeah, he made mincemeat of them, uh, but mostly he hasn't been that good because <laughs> <laughs> he's been okay. He's he's not you know they've got some guys that can are capable of doing stuff like they're not a pushover team. We really have to keep winning. I'm, I really think this. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have to keep winning. We can't back in. I think it's very important not to back in and set up your rotation the way you right. need to, especially you're going to have to face somebody like the Reds in the first round. You know, And, and again, don't make it this – Cubs-White Cubs Sox, again, is always crazy around here. Don't make it, it just, matter. Don't make it matter. Make it, make it inconsequential. So you can chill out, relax, have the guys get a couple at-bats, and then rest for half, an, you know, half the game. You know, just take it easy. Get everybody nice and, and good and ready to go. Yeah. So uh, I got it. I I just put this together. It's we're almost at the anniversary of the no fighting in the bleachers fight at Wrigley Fields on a. It was a Monday night, and the Cubs had actually lost that night to the Pirates, and a fight broke out right next to me in the bleachers. And uh, well, it it took the, uh, the world by storm. It like ended up all over the place with like millions of views and like bar stool ran with it and all this crap. And then, uh, that next very next day I wrote a song, uh, to the tune of go tell it on the mountain. 
the famous uh, gospel Chris, Christmas song uh, called No Fighting the Bleachers. Added a verse and the rest was history. So tonight, what I decided to do is take that song by the Bleacher Bum Band and put it to the video of the fight, which and, I was still in my uh, in my iPhoto. And if so you really like... If you really like the music that you hear from Danny, that's a perfect way to get the music early is by joining the Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Sunranto. You it's sign already, up. It's already up there. If it's, it, You'll be, have access to all the posts up there for forever, all the music, all the old podcasts, everything. Everything. Well, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Well, you've already seen it. You just haven't heard it. <laughs> and we sing it, we sing it at uh, Cubs caroling. Yeah, you haven't you haven't seen it like this. So without further ado, we'll see you tomorrow at five thirty for the pregame. Where and then uh, we're and um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that spagog. Spagog. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There is no fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that shit out.
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? <laughs> Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.